Jose Cuervo, Patron, 1800, and Don Julio for y'all ballers out there. You are now listening to another episode of Steps and Daddies, but somebody's got to do it. On National Margarita Day. Damn, I'm having a mule. I should have had a marg. Oh, I'm sure you got tequila in there. You can always yeah, just do a straight shot. It's definitely Strong. a Mexican mule. <laughs> no doubt. I need to get some more me campo in my life. I'm a Jose man myself, silver, if you will. Okay. If you really want to tell the truth, though, you're really about whatever the price is. If the They're price is nice, you get it twice. Nah, that's the old me. The new me just goes in and gets the Cuervo. Then I don't have to make no decisions. I don't have to look at nothing. It's okay. simple. Okay. That's good, man. You grown up now. Some people just pick. Some people just look at a price. What's the cheapest one today? Nah, man. One time I spent like 15 minutes in the liquor store and I was like, fuck this. I'm, I'm getting you something and I'm sticking with it. 15 minutes in the liquor store? Oh, nigga, I'm talking about going to the vodka, going to the tequila. I'm go- I went to the brown liquor, dude. What was the last time I bought some brown liquor? How 90s? old were you? <laughs> like, was this when you were 21 and you were just like, let me peruse and see what's available? No, nah, this is recently because Chris, no, I used to have a different bottle every time he see me. That's why <laughs> so I, I say was, that. You, I was you, one of them what's kind the price looking like? This is my budget. Yeah. What's the price? <laughs> I think it's worse, though, when you go into the big joints. Like, if you just go to a regular liquor store, you usually be like, all right, I'm grabbing this. But if you go to, like, uh, I guess it ain't Lucas Wine and Superstore or whatever. Was what it Total Wine and Spirits down, down there? You go to the yeah. big one. That Reggie's friend work at, allegedly. I won't say his name. Since he's buying earbuds and listening to our podcast now. <laughs> while he's allegedly at his job working. Allegedly. Allegedly. What up, though? It is your boy Chris, aka Playmaker, uh, aka Chris the Shocker. And this Rich, aka Rich Exclamation Point, aka Rich P. And it's your boy Thomas, aka Stimpy, aka Stimp Murder. Oh, okay, I, I was scared about Not that. Not a fool. What do you think this is? Stimp Murder. Oh my gosh. Could you imagine? Stimp Murder. Here? <laughs> It's your boy Stim murder. T murder. Maybe you should have came with the T murder. T murder. Oh, you yeah. know it's real. The pain I feel. We pack big steel. Shout out to that. One of my favorite C murder songs of all time. We will not do a C murder song. I don't know if he was on this song. I don't not, he was not on this song. But I'll tell you who was on this song who celebrated a birthday, if not today, but sometime this week. None other than Silk the Shocker. Okay. You stole his name first. And I quote. And I quote. And I quote. See me and my click. We be hopping down the Range Rover. Every day saying sober. Fighting felony convictions. Barely missing Angola. On the run is hell fresh out of jail. That's no lie. Carry me a nine. Cops chase away the four five. My grasp be why I carry the nine with the clipping. I said niggas will blast me if they catch a nigga slipping. Y'all tripping. Y'all gave my homie 25 with an L, but that nigga killed my cousin. Y'all let that nigga out on bail. So I say, fuck this. And I hit the corner on the streets. Keep a nine up on my seat and hold my nine like a G. 
Cause I'ma hustle till I fall, I'ma have it all. Fuck the niggas, I'ma have them nine up in my drawers. No time to pause, I'll smash off in the dust like what? Keep my nine, uh, cause it's the only thing I can trust. And ever since Cube said, it's really been a trip. I'd rather be judged by 12 than be carried by six. That's why. Goes my nine. My nine. Goes my Gotta watch out, you know. 5 0 be listening to the lyrics. Every time I think about the times you did me wrong. Shout out to Pop Goes My Nine off that true album. True to the game, baby. Do you, do you think there's a cop that's out here whose job is just to listen to rap lyrics so they can pull charges on people? Yes. <laughs> if you need that's evidence, just... watch the Young Thug trial. I'm just like, do they arrest Young Thug and then pull up the lyrics and go, oh, never mind, we have all the confessions are here. Or do they just listen to his lyrics and go, do we need to arrest this nigga? Let's see if this is true. I bet for a fact they be like, man, we're going to pull. Because you know they're going to. That's why they trying to uh, push, push the little law and stuff now that we can't use the lyrics for evidence. Because you know that's what they're doing. I think yeah. Sebo yeah, went to jail or prison because they use lyrics against them in the case. They definitely watch you think you think C Murder's name helped him in this case? That's what I'm saying. It's like this crazy thing. Like at least have the decency to be like, I used to be out here selling dope and shooting niggas in the face, but then you know that's why I went told to jail. Him, man, stay out the hood, man. You hot. At least change your name to Charles Murder. <laughs> Charles Murder. Corey Murder wouldn't. What about Corey Murder? His real name. Corey Murder wouldn't work. Corey, oh, yeah, Corey Miller. Shout out to Corey Miller. It was Big Brother Percy. <laughs> man, hey, you talking about some names. My man C. Murder came with the regular name. You had Percy, <laughs> and then you had Fashawn Miller. Fashawn? Oh, somebody, somebody snuck that Corey in. <laughs> and Kevin, don't forget his brother Kevin that he rapped about his whole life. Yeah, they was odds and evens. Every day yeah. now and then they pull out a weird name. You could tell who the older brothers were, huh? Except for I think Pete was older than C, right? Yeah, I thought Pete was the oldest. I think Kevin was older than P for some reason, but I could be wrong. I know Silk was the youngest, that's for sure. Well, speaking of the youngest, way. Thomas, Let's hit us about, off with the first topic. Right? We're talking about speaking of the youngest, it's my topic. And we're talking about modern black sitcoms. And as you know, I specifically meant it had to have started in the 90s. So sadly, Reggie's favorite, The Fuzz Show, does not qualify. Okay. Although it played in the early 90s, it started in the 80s. It's an 80s and show. your favorite, Urkel, don't count either. I hate Urkel. But just to be <laughs> clear, like nobody enjoys Family Matters. I don't know why that show was popular. Really? Probably modern should have started in the 2000s. I thought about that, but then I would have had to exclude the ones I really enjoy. And so I was like, no, thank you. I'm going to keep it as is. Dang, so is Family it... Matters started with 87, 88, somewhere around there? 89. Family Matters started in 89. Is that when Full House started too? Who's to say? I wasn't a is Full it House fan either. Uh, the whole Channel 10 Thursday night started? Is that called? Oh, no, it was Friday. Oh, that's TGIF. Thank God it's Friday. Yeah. They all started at the same time, step by step. Full House. I remember it was Full House. Fam not Family Ties. <laughs> Full House. Uh, what was the show we just talked about? 
I thought it was Full House, Growing Pain, Step by Step, and Family Matters. Yeah, so Full House, Family Matters, Mr. Belvedere. And I, I oh. don't remember the other show. Mr. Belvedere was on. And uh, damn, Growing well, anyway, Pains still went on there, was it? Growing Pains? Growing Pains. I remember Growing Pains in the 90s, but those could have been reruns for all I know. I thought Family I thought Ties Growing was the Pains 80s. was on TGIF. Was step by step oh, I thought that was on a different too. night. Who's to say? talking about Kirk yeah. Cameron, right? Yeah, Kirk Cameron. I don't remember yeah. that on Friday night. That feels like step by step, but step by step was late. Alan Thick Senior. I don't know why we're arguing about the TGIF lineup from the early '90s. Like anybody gives a fuck. Let's instead talk about these shows, and let's jump right into it. Because my number five is a great modern sitcom. As Chris would state, it would uh, qualify under the 2000s monikers because it ran from 2001 until 2006. It has stars one of the funniest, greatest comedians of all time. Honorable mention. Is so, he a land? No, he is not. He is a Mac. I am talking about the Bernie Mac show coming in at number five. All right. Watching his sister's three 100%. kids. You know, Definitely honorable mention. That show was funny. It was really funny, really enjoyable, really touching. Is that yeah. one? I know for a fact it's one of the first shows that had that talking to the camera, but that what was the first show that did that? I couldn't tell you what the first show that talked directly to the camera I was. Figured you would be the, I figured you. you would be the, the tube nerd. The first here. show I remember, and y'all can remind me what the name of this show was, because I only seen it in Texas. Came on UPE, and it was a white dude that used to be in his basement with a cartoon, not a cartoon rabbit, but like a, a puppet rabbit. I have no clue what you're talking about. I yeah, don't, you don't remember this show. And that, a white man was on a UPN show? <laughs> he used to talk to a bunny rabbit. Unless it was WB. It was one of them channels. Couldn't tell you. All I know is the first show where somebody talked to the camera was The Real World. I don't know what the actual answer is. I couldn't tell you. Well, yeah. When somebody's, I mean, like, the British uh, office. Damn, man. I'm over here trying to ask. You over here. Damn, man. Putting the AR on me, dog. Don't shoot me down like that. I was just asking a regular-ass question, man. No, I'm just uh, like... Why are you asking me? It's a, uh, no, it's, it's a great uh, question. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, like... He's irritated. I tonight. couldn't tell you. I, that that to me is I'm oh, like, you said it like you was irritated. Like how dare is you it my number five? It, for me, it was more that I was just like the fact that you thought I would even know that when that's something I never in my life thought would be an interesting thing to know. Threw me off guard. You want to know what I got it from? Yes, yes, I'm curious what you got. I want to hear about my five. <laughs> no, my number no, my number five is from 1993. Until... And it was all about a 90s kind of world. Okay, two, man. <laughs> okay, then. Chris, how about you then? Five. Cinco. Cinco. Mine started in 2001. And it involved Wayne. It's all you. And it involved Gina. Oh. And Gina? And it involved some other kids. Martin. With the wife. My wife and kids coming in at number five. Oh, that's right. I forgot about this show existing. It was a cool little show. It was a little... It ran for Don't a while, you. I think. Yeah. You know? You got five seasons out of My Wife and Kids, Damian Wayans. Tisha that's a good Campbell run. Martin. That's when they uh, ran like 20 episode seasons, so that's easily 100 episodes. That's good. Down to the best Wayne. Keenan might have an argument with you, but okay. You got argument with I would me. agree. I like I like Keenan, but Damon is always 
the one that moved. To me, through. I like Damon because of Major Pain. You know, that always won me over. I like Damon because of colors. Because of Blank like Man. Damon because of The Last Boy Scout. I like Damon because of I'm Gonna Get You, Sucker. They sleep on Blank Man. Come and last on. but not least, I like Damon because great. of the stand-up comedies. And the reason I don't give it to Keenan is because and I'm going to get you, Sucker, Damon was funnier than Keenan. Oh, I don't know about that. Come on, man. The stairs of the world. Nah, no, nah, that was funny, but nah, Keenan showed out on that one. And never forget, it's low down there, you say. Okay. I won't forget it. Jaden Pinkett should be. Chris, what's your number five? Oh, my yeah, number five. That was my we number five. Said Thomas, five. what's yeah, your number five? My, <laughs> my number four is the most recent show on my list. It ran from 2014 to 2022. And I don't think Reggie and Chris are going to enjoy this, but I like this show a lot. Uh, Mom and Dad like this show a lot. I'm talking about Reggie's boy, Anthony Anderson. Okay. Oh, wow. And Tracy Ellis Ross. Rainbow. And them kids. I'm talking about Blackish. Yeah. Dion Cole. Gross. Killing it. Great show. Look, it's always been funny from what I watch. I just for some reason sat down and watched the sitcom. Yeah. No, it's good. It's really, I didn't watch last season or two. Once. Uh, the daughter left to go to college and Gronish became a thing. I just stopped keeping up with it. Yeah, but I heard, that's, I heard that was a good game. show. Oh, it is. No, I watched I the beginning of that one too, but yeah. then just kind of, you know, Mix, fell off. Mixes so, must have been work because I ain't heard nothing about it since they did work. Yeah, who's to say? <laughs> but yeah, Black Dish is really good, enjoyable, could recommend thoroughly. Reg, how about you? What you got for? Oh, okay. Your four was Black Ish. My, my four is just Black. Starting in 2016. Starring the great Issa Rae. Okay. I'm talking about Insecure. Okay. I need to watch that, that show. show. I need to get up yeah, on You haven't that, watched though. it. Yeah. And that's a great show. And the the comedy is ridiculous. Like, it's just the funniest shit Who ever. is your favorite character? My favorite character is probably, if I can't say Issa. Yeah, well, I mean, it don't matter. You, you tell. I ain't watched the show. You tell me. I'm trying to think. Issa is definitely my favorite out. character, but also the funniest character is her best—not her best friend, but one of her friends is a big girl. Oh man, she say the funniest shit ever. It's gonna be a scene about her purse that you gonna be laughing at for years when you finally see it. Okay. okay. Yeah, man, it's just one of them shows where like the most ridiculous thing happened, like out of nowhere, a blood nigga moving next door and. The whole story becomes about him finding the microwave. Because all that matters is he need to get a microwave? Come on now. <laughs> that sound like type of show I like. She sound like she writes yeah. Seinfeld stuff for black people. It's like an R-rated new girl. Oh, it's... bad. Thank you. R-rated new girl is a great pitch. I'm interested now. With a, a new, new girl. girl's got a good weigh-ins in it too. Because that new girl turns stuff into stuff you wouldn't think was funny, like the puzzling. Yeah, it's oh, just never, absolutely every ridiculous. time I look at puzzles, I think of puzzling. <laughs> puzzling. I just everything break. <laughs> I just all the time I think about with towels and shit. When it's like, what are you talking about? That's not my towel. That's my towel. I've never used this. I've used that one right there. You don't wa have you ever washed this towel? Why would you wash a towel anyway? Chris, how about you? What you got number four? Oh, I wake up early and I move his shoes a little. <laughs> Bo, 2005. Uh-oh. It's based announced? off of somebody's life. Oh. And the main star is now in Abbott Elementary. 
Oh yeah, you go ahead because oh, okay. you know it was a good show, but I didn't watch that was it. a good show on the list. And the reason why I got to enjoy the show is I didn't have cable once upon a time, and I was like, well, hell, let me just see what the show is about. And I was like, how come I never watched this show? Everybody hates Chris coming in at number four. Okay, how you avoid it? And any black kid that grew up during that time, aka me, you know the struggles of what we went through. Okay. Yeah, just being Chris and everybody hating you. Is that what you're referencing? Because no, just that, and of course, how your parents would deal with you. Hey, that's on you. You know, you were a grown ass man when I was born. So, what am I supposed to say? And especially being the oldest. You already know. I used. I was all the experiment. Y'all got the good shit. Nah, yeah, it's funny on that show it. too. I got the, the first shit that time the little brother get away with is the same <laughs> shit that I used to get away with. I used with to yell. It. I used to get mad at mom all the time. Man, you ain't let me slide like that. What's going on here? Yeah, Man, and then imagine. Imagine when I came through and Reggie is just like, "How is it? This is not acceptable." Like, yeah. hey, bro. It, that's how it works. It sucked to see my no rules were stricter than mine. Growing up, Thomas, when I used to come down there for the summer. I had stricter rules than I did in life. Well, I often just didn't follow them. So, you know, that's how I live my life. <laughs> but uh, speaking of not following the rules, my number three, great oh. show. Thoroughly enjoy it. Uh, watched it on UPN every day on reruns, often. It went from, it, start, it came out in 1996 and ran until 2001. Stars another great, hilarious comedian. He will be brought up, I am sure, by all three of us in the future topic. And he also had a titular show where he was in a hotel with his uncle and his oh. auntie. And in oh, Braxton fancy. and Fancy. I'm talking about the Jamie Foxx show okay. coming in at number three. All I right. love this show. It's really, for me... That would be like, in Diz's top five. Yeah, I like this show. That show, great. that show, gained more respect for me when I watched all the like the back reruns and stuff. Like I never, I watched it a little bit here and there when it was actually out. But like as I got older and I watched it, I was like, man, this show is actually funnier than I thought. Yeah, and since like I said, it would be that on show the got late night UPN. Why? Because somebody said to me when they was watching Chris, know who I'm talking about, my nigga Lee that I live with for a little bit. We was watching. It, he was like, "This is the cheapest show." In the history of TV, they got two sets. Yeah. And then you'll watch like 50 episodes to see they only in the lobby of the hotel or yeah, a room man. set in the hotel. Hey, <laughs> hey I, I hope he never watched The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. <laughs> yeah, like that's that's just a cheap, easy way to do something. You can turn it out. But they also went to hotel, to apartments and like the bar area sometimes. Like they, they opened it up a little bit, but it's okay. I still enjoyed it, you know? No, no, it was it, it definitely and shout out to Garrett Morris on the low. Hell man. yeah, he, he oh, might have been yeah. the second funniest person on the show on the low. Hall of Fame comedian, right on. The Reg, uh, Reg, yeah. how about you? You got any Hall of Fame comedians in your number three pick? Hmm, I do. John Witherspoon from two thousand and five, an animated sitcom. Shout out to the Boondocks. <laughs> and you got Uncle Ruckus. You got a pimp named Slickback. You got the Booty Man. I can go on and on about episodes that I just, I'll never forget. And Reggie, well, you thought, more. Reggie wasn't going to put it as a sitcom because it was a cartoon. Just because it's a cartoon. I would say, excluding Christopher from the scenario, in the summers, if it was like, Left to our own devices. I, I like to think that Reggie would have been like 
Huey, and I would have been like Riley because Reggie would have been like, "Here, Black Power, come on, we got a revolution. Let's do this." And I was like, "Hey, you see them guns and niggas rolling with over there at the park? Let's go talk to them homies." No, Thomas, we're not gonna go do that. Why you always gotta be like, "Stop it," you know? And also, you know, Definitely Riley got a lot of Huey in me, man. I got all the African American books. <laughs> I was reading all the, and y'all wonder why I loved communism. Well, that's all the Panthers was talking about. My favorite episode by far was the New Shoes episode. <laughs> My favorite episode by far is is uh, those new shoes. <laughs> oh, what's the, uh, what's his name when what's his face dies and he's talking about? I got a gift for you, pimp. A little something from beyond the grave. It's Dave's nuts, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, yes, this is, you ain't never gonna get me back for this. And then he comes back from the grave and it happens, Tom. And it's out here this running around. Oh my god, come on now. These are just Booty Man gotta be the funniest episode. All right, Tyler Perry said I'm gonna have you. <laughs> Speaking of the booty man, Chris, what you got number three? Oh, the booty man was hot hot back in these days in 1993. Check, and, check, check. and it has one of my favorite theme songs of all time for a sitcom. Ooh, in the 90s kind of world. I'm, I'm glad, glad I got my girls. Keep your head up. What? Keep your head up. What? That's right. Try <laughs> <laughs> to fight with my homegirl instead to my left and my right. Girl <laughs> blue. We tight like glue. Sitcom. <laughs> Shout out to Living Single, man. We got Queen Latifah. We got yeah, Kim Fields. We got Kim Cole. We got okay. Erica Alexander. Okay. We got T.C. Carson. Okay. We got Overton. My man was a giant. I thought you was going to Overton's real name. Yeah. <laughs> I was getting to it. I'm sure he just go by Overton from now on. I can't man. believe you knew Living Single. So who y'all fuck with the most? Name. You fuck with Kim? You fuck with On that Max. Ooh. You fuck with Khadija. Who's Ooh. like? I have my choice, man. You know who I want, man. Let me get that dark meat. Oh yeah. You talking about uh, Maxine? Yeah. Yes. Definitely by far Maxine and uh, what was TC's character's name? Kyle. Whenever mm. Maxine okay. and Kyle was on the on, was on the show, they were probably the funniest. That was a great. But Overton Kim Cole's and Kim funny to me too in her type of way, how she was doing her comedy, she was funny. Just her yeah. and Overton together sometimes was too stupid for me. Yeah, I see where was... you're coming from, but I like that. But they had to represent like... the corny black people, you know. Yeah. What I'm saying? Okay. Re that's why. Represent... That's why I respected the show. They represented all types of different black. It just made me laugh because I would just be like, "Yeah, there are these people out here," and I'm just gonna laugh because that's like, like <laughs> that's just what right. it is. Like, because I was probably lame yeah. like Overton at one point in my life. Great episode was when Max was going back in her previous lives and all her previous lives were men and she was like a Zulu warrior and shit and she was chasing everybody around. Great episode. Yeah. Hey, shout out to her in American fiction. And most importantly, shout out to her as Baba Diggs on uh the Wu Tang show. All right, so it's time for my number I two. Back, and I know Dez would be with me, man. I miss the Wu Tang clan show. My number two. Has a Hall of Fame comedian in it. It's another titular show. It debuted in 1992. Here y'all with these ran... big words. Titular. Dude, be titular means his name is the title of the show. Okay. And it's and to be announced. 
92 to 97. And if, nigga, if you, I swear if this is your number two and you're just been trying to like pay <laughs> back off me, you can just say that we have the same number two and we can talk about, since you laughing, we can talk about Cole and Tommy and we can talk about Gina. You need to talk about Dragonfly Jones. Okay. Nigga, I said you two, owe me Tom? some money. Is this my number two? <laughs> talk about bro, man. You, Are we talking about Jones? You punk. Yeah, shout out to Martin, man. Don't make me go get my... I got an attack dog in the back. Don't make me go get my... That ain't no dog. What'd he say? <laughs> hey, talk about... <laughs> Relating to people, man. I got a friend. Don't nobody know what your damn job is. <laughs> I got a friend that ain't the brightest bulb in the, in the drawer. I will say this, though, and this is a hot take. I got a nigga hater as my woman's best friend. This is going to be a hot take for some people, but the show is not as funny as it was watching it today that it was back then. Like, I laugh off of memories, but if I actually watch it, I don't laugh as hard as when I was laughing as a teenager back in those days. But, uh, I still but laughing off of show. memories does it, man, because the memories, do. when you know what they about to say, it still cracked me up. Right? Get the step. Memories all alone in the moon. I just don't like the, I don't like when Martin plays somebody else. Play I never enjoyed it. You're not Eddie Murphy. You just don't have that skill. I don't like Shanae. I don't like the little boy. I don't like when he plays mama. Jerome is funny though. Jerome Dragonfly was the funniest jo- boy. That was that was Dragonfly Jones like. is my favorite. That and uh, who was the? But he got know, way no more misses than that. Hits. Don't you know no good? <laughs> and King Beef, remember King Beef? <laughs> yeah. I'm glad we all had the same number two. But my number we one, we have to have the same number look, one. Come on, man. Don't be afraid to be different, y'all. <laughs> That's Don't be to afraid say. to be different, y'all. Don't be afraid to be different. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be number one. Come on, man. Also, my number one. Period. Yes, it's my yes. number one. West Philadelphia, born and raised. Now nah, I cut all that shit. <laughs> no offense to black people, but if we was just doing a modern sitcoms, period, this is the only one that would be in the top five for me. All right, besides Will, who's yeah, the character? Oh, what a great question. I loved Carlton as a kid because he made me laugh. I'm going to say Jeffrey. Thunder to the left of them. Thunder. (laughs) I feel like Carlton, I I was definitely, I rolled with because he might have been a corny ass nigga, but he had his principles and he stood on them and he put a bitch in her place if she was out here acting loose in these streets. And I was like, you know what? I can always respect a friend like that. I like Uncle That's Phil right. more than jazz. I wish I'd they would like, they gave us more jazz. I would have invited jazz over just so I could watch Uncle Phil throw him out. Like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you find most annoying? Because I'll tell you right now, Hillary. I didn't. I was like, come on, let's get uh, off. Hillary you was out cool. here doing nonsense. Well, you, know, you know, we all just trying to check out Hillary. So really, Exa- I know how you felt. It's like Kelly Bundy. You just put up with things. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I had my eye on the younger sister. I was gonna say most annoying yeah, by far has gotta be ain't viv, right? <laughs> Light or dark skin. Pick one. Deuce. <laughs> I know it was you know who it is. Up. Still messed up how they it's did. It's the wife. Viv, Snitches. <laughs> if you ask me who's the most annoying person on a TV show, nine times out of ten, I'm gonna name the wife. Damn. <laughs> how they write TV, man. You know. And now this is when you highlight your great wife. Who never annoys me. 
Who <laughs> said never? Like, come on now. <laughs> you know who annoys him more, though? I'm sure. His little baby child, my little nephew out here in these streets. I hope he's causing okay. issues for you already. You know, I hope he's just a pain in your ass. He the most and the less. You know. But speaking of the most and the lesser, let's talk about some of these honorable mentions. I got a few. And they're mostly from my childhood. Like Chris said, more would be laughing off memory than, you know, current stuff. I got Keenan and Kel. You know, I okay. got... Uh, Who I knows got, so... I got, he's a smart guy. With Reg's boy, the other gooding from Baby Boy. And I got uh, Modern Abbott Elementary, great show, highly recommend. I got Sister, Sister, and last but not least, I got That's So Raven. You know. Oh, no. Okay. Good old Shout Disney Channel so show. Raven. I got Girlfriends. I got Rock. I got the Bernie Mac show. I got Abbott Elementary. Chris? I got the Bernie Mac show, Girlfriends. Moesha, Mo to the, E to the, e to the. I got the Jamie Foxx show, and I got Atlanta. It's Atlanta. Yeah, I had to cut that off because after a while, that nigga was tired of making a sitcom and decided to fuck around with my yeah. emotions. It literally, I was like, it was a sitcom at the beginning, <laughs> and then it was not. <laughs> did you, by the way, since you mentioned the Disney show, did you enjoy <laughs> KC Undercover? Did not watch Casey Undercover. Okay. So, you know, maybe ask the girls. Couldn't speak to it. They I don't even know what that, that is. I must have been in Manhattan. <laughs> yeah, that's what uh, Zendaya and um, I forgot who the brother was, but uh, the dad was uh, who was the dad? Kadeem Harrison was her dad. And to the one. I forgot who the wife or the mom was. Would absolutely put J Jackson on there, which was my main show, except that's an action. It's not a sitcom in any way, shape, or form. You talking about the famous Jet Jackson? Hell yeah. You know I'm talking about the famous <laughs> Jet Jackson. You know, is that that nigga Jet Jackson? Who, the famous one? No, just the regular old one. Yes, nigga, the famous one. It's the famous Jet Jackson. Talk about peace. a great theme song. Yes, rest in peace, Lee Thompson Young. But speaking of great people from our youth, probably just exclusively our youth and before we were ever born, let's talk about Chris's topic. The old head, we're keeping on the HBCU train. This time we're talking about HBCU baseball players. I'm gonna be real interested if y'all got honorable mentions. I do have honorable mentions. Uh, you know, are my honorable mentions? I would suggest about looking at actual accolades. When I go to my first honorable mention, he's you know, he's got actual real quality stuff. I also my seven has real quality, my eight has real quality, my nine. Real quality. My 10? Eh, maybe. I, like, after my top five, I ran out of people I heard of, and I didn't want to cheat with my honorable mention, just start naming niggas that I Wikipedia. Oh, I absolutely Wikipedia niggas. Don't, like, let's not get it twisted. It wasn't like this list was long to choose from. It wasn't like, I had to actually yeah, like, look up who some people were. I was like, who are these? Who are these niggas? Is what I said. Who are these, and I looked them who up. Are these niggas? I looked it up. Found out and was I'm like, glad okay, I knew based about off, the, based off of your stats alone, Bitch, let me. I didn't tell you you could have no brothers. Oh no, <laughs> wowzers! Shout All out right, to Chris. brothers, by the way. I think there's gonna be three in the major leagues one day, it's gonna be crazy. All right, 
Three what brothers? Nailers. I don't even know Taylor, one. Bo Naylor, and I guess they yeah. got a younger one called Miles Naylor. I know about, about the Youngs. Lee Naylor. Bo and Josh played for the Guardians. Okay, I don't watch the former racists. Well, you know I do because they're in the Royals division. Let's get into it. Number five. Cinco. From Prairie View A&M. Oh, it might be my number five as well. I definitely remember him playing for the Milwaukee Brewers. Yes, he's definitely my number five. I can give you some stats, Chris, if you don't have them. Break it down. He's got five times an all-star, three silver sluggers, and two gold gloves. Like you said, for the Milwaukee Brewers. Those are the stats I wrote down. I did not write any other. And he also led the majors in RBI and doubles twice. Reg, do you have them on third the in franchise no, history and batting average? Third in RBIs, fourth in Ladies and gentlemen, Cecil Cooper. Oh, yep. Okay, Cecil. Coming in number five. Mention. I remember having his baseball cards. Did I ever watch him play with the Brewers? No, I was like, it was the mid '90s or early '90s. I was a child. I was just like, oh look, that's a name. It says Cecil. That's a weird. I didn't name find him in my research. But yeah. Definitely was my number five. Nigga well. went to Prairie View. What y'all doing? Research y'all let me down. <laughs> yeah, clearly you didn't click on the right articles to get or whatever to give you your information. But let's see. Who did ask you what you typed in? <laughs> Who do you have at number five, Reg? I tell you what, Caesar Cooper sounds like a better player than my number five. But my number five, I actually watched play ball from Southern University. Okay, hold on, Dale. Oh, did he play? Honorable mention. He, he also played for the Brewers. He's a Brewer Hall of Honor. Right now. Go ahead and continue, Reggie, because he is my number four. Okay, a one-time All-Star or yeah, Brewers um, Hall of Honor. I'm talking about Ricky Weeks Jr. Okay. Yeah, he was my super suspect 10 that I threw on at the very end. For those who don't know about Ricky Weeks, he set the SWAC record for career batting average, 465, ladies and gentlemen. And he won. He led Southern to the SWAC championship three years in a row in college. Three years in a row. And he was also named Baseball America's College Player of the Year and the Golden Spikes Award given to the top amateur player. The only ever HBCU baseball player to win those awards. And he's and the then, associate manager right now for the Brewers. Yeah, because I saw him in the press conference when they signed. Uh, who did they just sign recently? Uh, the Reese Hoskins, right? I think that's who they just signed. Uh, not too. He was long. a solid but not spectacular baseball player. Yeah, he got one All Star. You know. Yeah, but hey, he had a fourteen year career, so that's what makes him number five. And I remember he had a brother too. I think his brother played at one at one time. I don't think he was as good as he was, but yeah, shout okay. out to Ricky, man. He was definitely by far when I think of HBCU. When I thought about this topic, his name was the first name that came to my head. Besides well, my number, the other player, that's number one. My number four. I can't believe he made number four because these four niggas I got in front of me made the Hall of Fame. Yeah, well, my number four made the Hall of Fame in 1998. Seven-time All-Star. He won the World Series one time. He went to Virginia Union. To be announced. All right, then. Reg, who you got at four? My number four went to Lincoln. Pennsylvania, a uh, one-time uh, champion. Honorable mention. Negro League legend. In okay. the Negro Leagues, he won a championship at four All-Stars, but in the major leagues, he was a one-time All-Star, one-time champion. 
I'm talking about Giants legend Monty Irvin. Okay. Honorable mention, yes. Learned about him today. I knew about him from MLB The Show because he always highly rated, and it pissed me off because he played for the Giants. Of course, I like to put legends on their teams, but he's the reason why McCovey can never start. And I know McCovey's name more than I know him, but he his rating is always above McCovey's. You know, I looked it up, and he was, from all accounts, great. So, you know, you got to just go with that. You got to be hey, yeah, I didn't listen to like the radio. one of the greatest Negro Leagues players, and then when they let him into the majors, he had that one great year. Yep. So speaking of great years, though, Chris, oh, who minute. do you have? But he made the Hall of Fame, so obviously they loved him. They loved him. How many niggas made the Hall of Fame just off of Negro Leagues? Chris, how about you, though? Who do you have at number three? Well, I had somebody at number three, but I'm going to have to change it because I thought he was a HBCU player, and I do not see anything that says that. So what the hell is going on out here? Yeah. Well, you could throw his name out there. Number three was Monty Irvin. I mean, I can still tell y'all who I had number three, but what I'll see, I don't see that. I thought it said, I saw a list that he was on HBCU, but then I'm like, what? So anyways, what I have on here, and I'll go back, but for some reason, I wrote down that he went to Virginia Union, but I don't see anything that says that claim or backs it up right now. At least Hold on. Was it the, was it the person that you two be announced, Reg to be announced me on earlier? Was he, the first, he in the Hall of was Fame? He the first black, was he the first black player to play in American League? I don't know. Is he a two-time Probably. Home is run he a, leader? He played. Yeah, said, he played for the Guardians. Can't say anymore today. In today's did he play yeah. for the Guardians. Yes. Yeah. He's also my number three. Oh, okay. okay. Well, then y'all can talk about him because he was my four, and Reg should be announced. Union, and he's that nigga. Give me the stats yeah. again, Reg. One-time World Series World champion, Series. seven-time All-Star, two-time home run leader, Hall of Famer for the Guardians, and a Hall of Famer for the Major League. Now, when do you have him going to Virginia Union? When the article college. told me he went. Yeah. <laughs> That's what college I have him going. When the article is. told me he went. Because I'm on Wikipedia right now. They don't even have him going to college, it looks like. They just got him playing for the New York Eagles out here in these Because they probably don't count Virginia Union as a college, but they racist. <laughs> we all like them Negro schools. We don't know if it was accredited. We just know only Negroes was allowed. Right. <laughs> just a place where they went. To learn. And speaking of learning, let me teach y'all about somebody. My number three, Negro Leagues. Uh, he's got two All-Stars, two World Series, the Hall of Fame induction in 1996 from Alcorn State. Okay. I, nope. I am talking about Bill Foster coming in. I saw three. his name and I didn't put him down because I've never heard of him. He's not on the game. So he's read- not one of the dudes that I know from the game. I read like all the blurbs and all the stuff, and they were all like, according to everybody, they said that he was one of the three or four best Negro League players ever, you know. But he was kind of like, um, I don't know actually who a good comparison was, but he was kind of like a great player on a garbage team forever. So that's the Mike fact Trout? that he had the, yeah, exactly. Like he had two World Series and two All Stars in the Negro Leagues, but they were like, this is when like the dominant Yankee, like the Yankees of the Negro Leagues and stuff were killing fools, and he still got It's two. sad to say, but for but. me to know you from the Negro Leagues, you had to either be on MLB The Show or be in Baseball The Documentary. Man, 
I cannot wait to get y'all to come up here to go to the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum. Didn't oh, I go to have... it? Oh, no, Convince... we went to the college basketball museum. Yeah. Convince our dad, and we will be up there. Y'all should have came this month because it was free. But I don't want to go without Reggie. We got to bring dad in the mix. Now we should bring all the Reggies. Yeah, you got to have three Reggies in the Negro League Hall of Fame so y'all can understand. You, all dad the Chris's. Be like... Let's just bring all the generations oh. together. You can cut this out. Yeah, well, speaking of welcoming to the world, Chris, number two. Number two. I feel two. like we both have the same number twos because the top top two should be the top two. The top two should be the Inducted top two. Inducted into so the Baseball Hall of Fame in 1985 in his first I, year. I didn't write what year these Hold on, 85? No, absolutely not. He, what uh, college did he go to? To be announced. To be announced. To be announced. What college did he go to? It doesn't matter because he's to be announced. So my number two is probably Chris's number one. He was uh what got inducted in the Hall of Fame in 2010, won the MVP in 1987. Okay. He was the 1977 National League Rookie of the Year. Two, eight, I don't have oh, none of these years, Dale. I just it. got the awards. I don't write cool. for a year. So then Reg, number two, who you got? My number two went to Southern. Yeah, he's okay. two be announced. Then it's also my so number Chris, two. Chris, Chris. <laughs> Who do you have? Tell everybody. Oh, you want me to give you the stats if you don't have all of them listed? I do oh, I got no, stats. Man, I'm lost because right, I know we got the same top two, but I, I don't know stats. which one is which. On the longest tenure player that's on the HBCU list, at least the one that I'm looking at right now, playing 21 seasons. It's 1977 NL Rookie of the Year, eight all-star teams, eight gold gloves, four oh, okay. sluggers, 87 MVP, after leading the Major League Baseball with 49 That's the most important one. And 137 RBIs. And he's got an annual showcase that's happening this weekend in his honor from Florida A&M, the Rattlers, Andre, the Hawk, Dawson. The reason yeah, Andre my has two. to be number one is because he has the MVP. Number two okay. is a great player, but he doesn't have MVP. But here's the main difference I'm going to argue with you because my number one he was inducted in the Hall of Fame in 1985, I believe it was. Let me look there here. Yes, Hall of Fame in 1985. Six times All-Stars, two times World Series winners. He was inducted into the Hall of Fame on his first ballot of eligibility. Andre Dawson was not. That's the main argument. Lou Brock, my number one from Southern, stole bases like you wouldn't believe, was basically my father, Reggie Stimson, a hard-ass motherfucker who doesn't want to take anybody's shit and will fight you immediately for no reason. Who will yell at you for no reason. I regret that. You know, uh, I, I resent that comparison. Why? My dad is not Lou Brock. Lou Brock is that? a dick. Oh, I'm Brock sorry. Is a dick. Do you know I'm anything sorry. about Lou Brock's personality, Chris? Don't don't let him talk about our father like that. <laughs> is Lou Brock a little bit more of a dick than our father? Yeah. But how much more? <laughs> Who's to say? You know? Not dad now, just to be clear. Our father has mellowed out significantly. I'm just talking about, oh, you know, no, when dad was younger. Oh, no, don't try to up now. Why you got to yeah, look man, like this nigga to Lou Brock. <laughs> you know, Lou you Brock, Brock definitely, you got, definitely you got, like, a curmudgeon. Fences over here. You know, dad is too, a curmudgeon is definitely what Lou Brock is. You know, no, no denying it. But yeah, first ballot. How many people, you don't get inducted in the Hall of Fame on your first ballot of eligibility unless you're hey, that nigga. You I know saw what I mean? Ricky play, so I didn't get to see Lou play, but he's led the league in stolen bases eight times. Lou Brock. 
Chris might have seen Andre play. Second all-time in Cardinals history, hits and runs scored. That's crazy. You talk about the Cardinals. You know what I mean? People they had on the Cardinals. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure Albert Pujols is the person that's ahead of him on those two lists, but, you know. Right, and I would have thought Stan the Man was be above Lou. But I was about to the tell you, talk about Stan this is the, the craziest thing. When you play the game, of course, they got Stan, they got Lou Brock, they got Mark McGuire, they got Pujols, all them niggas. Ozzy Smith, the highest rated one is always Stan, but Lou Brock is number two. Okay. And honestly, I ain't going to lie, man. I'll be mad sometimes. I'll be like, come on, man. This nigga was better than Pujols and Mark McGuire. Hey, when well, you played the but show. Like y'all say, I didn't watch him play, so I don't know. Do they but play on the old school grounds on the show? You can make them do it, and I do. So like, like, do I, they, had, like I was thinking, because I'm sure they had I'm sure they had the old Astro turf at the Bush Stadium back then. So Lou was out there probably slapping that ball uh, that car. I got the Cardinals on one even older than that. I got him at the one that Stan played at. Okay, the old. I got old. the Mets playing in the polo grounds. Wow. Well, you got the Tigers playing in that old ass, uh, was polo grounds. The no, Tigers no, no. do got a special one. I'm mad because the Brewers don't. And I remember theirs being weird. Toronto got one, and I don't I understand remember, what, the, yeah, I was what saying, the significance I, of that is. I grew up when Milwaukee played at the county stadium. The Royals got they open with the fountain. Did they got the old exhibition place for Toronto where they was playing at the State Fair? <laughs> I might I have get to get Toronto, so I don't use it. I don't understand. I might have to play the in, show. so I don't use Toronto. I've never played the show in my life. I used to play the old games, ones. Man, it's so the relaxing. Here's the trick, and though. You the commentary have to, is so great. You got to pick a pitcher. So you have to make your character a pitcher because otherwise you're going to be playing 162 fucking Oh, no, I control the whole team. Games. Oh, Lord. You never make it through seasons then, I bet. Because that's just... I don't make it to seasons in any game. You know me, man. I'm going to start over. Hold on. Let me start over. Speaking of starting over, though, honorable mentions, Chris. All right. Honorable mentions. I have Tommy A.G. from Grambling State. Yeah, two-time All-Star, 1966 AL Rookie of the Year, two gold gloves, All my right. number six. I also got Hal McRae from Florida A&L. Also known for throwing a phone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Put that in your pipe and smoke pipe it. And smoke it. Okay. And if you look in there, the radio station I work for, Hobbit the Three Gems, that's the Mikey threw. Ain't that crazy? All right. I also have Joe Black from Morgan State. Wow. Bill Foster from Alcorn State. Monty Erber from Lincoln, Pennsylvania. Hilton Smith from Prairie View and Ray Brown from Wilberforce. Because I want to shout cool. out pretty much all the legendary. Every single person that you can list, even though I have honorable mentions to pick up. Yes, you picked up every single person I listed. So I, Ray Brown, just to give some stats, four World Series, two All-Stars, went to Wilberforce. Also, uh, Hilton Smith has six All-Stars, one World Series, went to Prairie View. And then we talked about Monty, and we talked about Ricky Weeks. That rounds out my list. And Reggie's like, I'm all today people I years know. old when I heard of uh, Wilberforce. You never heard so of Wilberforce? I... <laughs> fuck no. What yeah. the fuck is that? It's in Ohio. I got Cecil Cooper, Bill Foster, Tommy Agee, and Hal McRae. Okay. All people I've picked before now. Sure. But speaking of things you picked before now, it's time for Reggie's topic. Okay. Let's jump into it. Let's talk about black biopics in honor of Black History Month. You know, it felt like we've it's talked time about time to round out movies. the movies. We've been talking about well, black talk about movies it. for a whole month, so let's break it down with the black biopics. Is there going to be a heart in this topic? 
Absolutely. No, because it made real people. Okay. Not real people. Thank you. Can't do it. But speaking of real people, Reg, let's jump into it. Number five. Number five from the year 1989. Whoa. A biopic about Joe Clark. To me, Adele. You better stop. <laughs> All right, Chris. It's your number five. What you got? Number five. Don't care if you call it Pepsi. Okay. I think it's an honorable mention. I got him all over this list. Well, I got more Dizzy. He, he also was dubbed to wear that dab ass fur coat. What the hell was you thinking? Right. Buddy? Honorable mention. Okay. American Gangster coming in number five. Great movie. Great movie. Love it. You know it's honorable mention for me. And there was another movie that I was contemplating that's honorable mention, but I think this movie for me is more watchable again today. If it's a Denzel movie, don't say it because my list is littered with them. Littered. Now, speaking of things that maybe don't hold up as well today, you know, because I haven't watched this movie in at least 10 years, maybe 15 years, but it came out in 2001 when I was 11 years old. It's been don't be afraid to be different, y'all. Don't be afraid to oh, be different. No. Talk about Jamie Foxx also is up in this movie. My number five is Ali, okay. starring William Smith. Did, did, did Reggie's favorite singer do a great song on the soundtrack? Oh, was it Fuzz Kelly up greatest? in this beat? I believe I can punch. Nah, talk <laughs> about the greatest. The greatest. The song that he, the song that he sung can at the Olympics. He's the greatest. Never forget your boy that's locked up in jail right now saying at the Salt Lake Olympics. And he sang the greatest song. I think that was the Olympics he sang at. It was one of them Olympics. And he deserved to. <laughs> but yeah, Ali is my number five. You know, like I said, it's been a while since I've watched right. it. But after he served his time, y'all need to let him come out and step in the name of it. No. Oh, come on now. Is he getting out? That's no. the question. And shame on who I forgot who it was that said, man, man, I wish he would be whatever because he'd do a killer halftime performance. And I'm like, enough. Oh, man, he'd have lit it up. He, he he ruined his chance to do a halftime performance, man. Oops, yeah, when he, he peed said. on people. When he, oops, I peed on this bitch. And y'all heard it in the he courtroom. Was, he ain't illegal. He was more worried about that McRib. But let's get to the next one. Where we at? Reg, number four. Number four, speaking of a great singer, from 2004. Okay, to be announced. To say Stop to it. Stop it. Chris, number four. Number four. Oh, my Lord. Lord okay. Lord, Lord. You do crack, don't you? No, not that movie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, not that movie. This movie involves women. You got me hyped. This movie involves the white man who took a day off, but this time he took a day off to lead the black army. It's a war. Oh. Another Denzel classic. Coming in at number four. Shout out to Denzel for being in all the great biopics. Shout out to Denzel making us think that every nigga that was born before we were alive looked exactly like Denzel. You know, that's just kind of how it works. Because he plays all the... It's like him and Chadwick Boseman. It's like, damn, do all y'all... Why do you got to always play everybody? Let some other people play... Anyway, they all do a phenomenal job. With the best, you go get the best. Oh, I agree. But then, like, in your head, to, to oh, be announced, Popeye. you know, you think about, and you're like, all right, perfect. 
Did you imagine First, that was your four? He was it was playing Malcolm X. <laughs> oh Lord, that would be hilariously terrible. Now my number four was for Tots landed is... on us. <laughs> my number four is my most modern movie on my list from 2021. I love the movie. It might climb higher in time, but it's a little new still. You know, I am a revolutionary. Okay. I'm talking about Judas and the Black Messiah coming in at okay. number four. This movie's so fucking great. Lakeith Stanfield okay. plays a great hate nigga. Just, you know, it might climb people. up in due time, but it was a little young for me. <laughs> you know, I love it. It was like one of those, oh, just so great across the board. But like, yeah, it, it might be. Nah, he, he has did the a great job in that role, man. Daniel Kaluuya did a hell of a job. Hell yeah. You forget that he's British. He was so good. Man, Lakeith, though, yeah, that's crazy. And, and your favorite, and your favorite white man. He is man. You need to watch Friday Night Lights, the TV show. Get to know him and love him. Who you like better, Clemens or Coach? Clemens. That's your favorite. Oh, on the whole show. Yeah, Flash. Who's what? You one? saying I can't pick a black dude? No, I'm saying pick whoever you want. But yeah, give me Flash, in? man, the running okay. back. Okay. You this shit was sad, uh, man. When his knee blew out, god damn. Booby, booby. Now you talking about the movie? I'm talking about the show. Booby wasn't on the show. It's a different thing on the show. They, you know, they switched it up so they didn't have to pay the real life people. Oh, so they change everybody. But he's supposed to be booby because the movie is based on real life, ain't right. it? Right. Yeah. Oh, the show is bullshit. Get TV out. show is it's a fake I school. Bullshit, yeah, they made it yeah. all fake. Oh, uh, okay, that's why. Because they wanted to do outlandish shit. They did some outlandish shit. I never, I never watched it, but everybody swears by it that they watched it. Uh, clear eyes, full hearts. Oh my god. You know. Well, speaking of clear eyes and full hearts, what number are we on? That that number was three. my four. So Reg, number three, Trace. Number three. I ain't got to speak on that yet. I keep getting to be announced. Well, let's see if I still to be announced you. This one I think I'm gonna be able to get away with. 1993. Eat the cake, anime. Oh, whoa. <laughs> I'm talking about Grace Singer again. Sheesh. I'm talking about Tina Turner and Ike Turner, played by two wonderful actors. Should we all Angel feel guilty Bassett. about that movie? As much as we like the movie, the literally beating her ass this whole Gets movie, man. And yet yeah. we, we would watch it, talk about it. Because she wanted us to. She wanted us to know what kind of nigga that was. Because She's like, this is what was happening in my life yeah. every day. Yeah. He was going into the Hall of Fame. That's why Angela Bassett said she put so much emotion into that performance because Ike was a, in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. She wanted people to know, stop celebrating this nigga. The question is, is Lawrence Fishburne, how would you feel if you accidentally ran into Ike? Because Ike wasn't dead when this movie came out. I think if I was Lawrence Fishburne and I ran into Ike, I'd be ready to fight that nigga. Because you'd be like, I just learned all the truth about <laughs> you. So me, Lawrence like, Fishburne isn't afraid of Ike Turner. Right? Like, I'm just like, I don't think Larry's out here walking around these streets concerned. You know what I mean? Like, Am I just afraid of Ike Turner because I see... The way Larry Fishburne was acting. And I've that never movie. heard one time Ike come out and say anything about that movie or try to come out to hate him. He like, couldn't defend himself because it was the truth. What's he gonna say? Hey, actually, I didn't hit her that many times. That was a little bit exaggerated. I mean, I'm pop her once or twice a day, not no six. Like, come on now. It's not what is he gonna say? There's no but 
you are right. You are the only one talking on that one. So, Chris, let's talk about your number three. And maybe we have something to agree. In my own wheelhouse that y'all wouldn't need. Number three. Ran into the classroom and asked the teacher, Congratulations. You just rewrote the school alma mater song. Oh, okay. Dear East Side. And never forget. Cold Blue. Cold Blue. I think it was Cold Blue or was it Cold Red? I can't remember, man. Never forget also, they used to call me Crazy Joe. Now they call me Batman. And also never forget. You smoke crack, don't you? Yeah, I was about to say, you gotta say my love. <laughs> Jump, 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 dude. You smoke crack, don't you? And last but not least, my favorite line and one of my favorite lines and scenes of all time in any type of movie. I'm the head nigga in charge. Okay. I'm hungry. Let's go get something to eat. Shout out to Lee on me coming in at number three. And where's my test scores? <laughs> Now that you bringing it up, man, I wish I would have made a number three instead of five. Twisted it out with Ike. Yeah. Damn, that was oh, a good no. movie. And I, I forgot about the whole Robert Yeme. Yeah. His name. Yes. It was great to see him in a different role besides Benson and all them in the soap show and all that. See him be uh, on there. Sports Night is my favorite role if you don't count Lion King. Like Rafiki. Well, speaking of kings, I don't want to hear Thomas, man. He already tried to ruin scenes for me from that movie already. What? Thomas, Just how you I... feel about Lean on Me? Lean on Me? I, I bet he's seen never it. seen it. <laughs> Have not watched it. You know? I, I, so I, I on the list. It. That was I my first it. taste of Morgan Freeman was that movie. He wasn't speaking, so I was Well, afraid. I guess Driving Miss Daisy would have been my first taste, but that was my first taste of him as a real lead. My first taste of Morgan Freeman was seven, and I was like, Can we stopped talking about right. our first taste of this nigga? Speaking of first taste, though, my number three... Actually, this was not my first taste of Denzel, but my number three... What are we doing? Pause! <laughs> you turned me into camera. <laughs> you didn't have to say it, though. Yeah, but y'all didn't have to keep saying what y'all was saying. My number three is a truly great movie. It taught me that not all white Canadians are bad. Some of them will to come be you. announced. <laughs> we know it's to be announced right now, so I'm still going to keep talking about it. I'm talking uh, about from 1999. Uh, one of the best movies alive. To be All right, fine. What's your number two, Reggie? What year did it come out? My number two from wow. 1999. <laughs> Son of a bitch. See what I'm talking about? Or did you watch it? That's Ruby Carter. Talk about the hurricane. The hurricane. <laughs> Bob Dylan wrote a whole ass song about it. Starring also the voice of Hard Knocks. HBO. With Lee F. Stryber. He uh, must play Sabretooth in the movie. What's his face? Uh, Jonathan something from The Mummy plays Rachel Vice's brother. And then the blonde chick. And then... And then uh, the black dude from You Got the Juice Now. <laughs> <laughs> you Got the Juice Now, dog. Oh, what's he <laughs> Oh, I love the you got hurricane. The juice what now, Q? And so I've been in here for 40 years. And I got another 40 left. 
Oh, Stop I think Move I watched on, half of that movie. I don't think I've seen it. And no. then you took a nap. Oh, what a hater in life, to. man. Right? Hey. Telling me to watch Lean on Me, but you ain't watching the hurricane. Was, if you ask me hands there, down, that's there are no slow scenes. Best there are no slow scenes in Lean on Me. Stop it. Well, I'm sorry that the hurricane's about true life, and this man yeah. spent you know 40 years in prison for I'm a crime he never this committed. Getting framed for a murder is a slow scene for you. Hey. I'm sorry if Big Pussy coming in. And murdering people in a gas station is not entertaining enough for you. And then blaming what scene them in that movie dude. could you call slow? Thomas? I couldn't call nothing slow. Right in that movie. When, when the police break into his jail cell and he fights all them niggas off because they want to come flip his cell. That's that's uh, boring and slow to you. He's probably like, no, no, I'm watching I that. It's a top that five performance from the greatest actor. I remember of all him time. going to see him for the first time. I think that's as far as I remember. To be honest with you, I ain't even gonna lie to you. Oh, you was oh, knee deep then. If you got to the kid. You know, you they didn't kid. get to the kid and the white people till like an hour and a half into the movie. Oh, well, I definitely oh, they, didn't get that far in. So they read this book and they went to the Because they read a book about him when he was already in prison. So oh, you saw okay, everything yeah, before nah. he went to prison. Yeah, nah. Man, I, yeah, I'm definitely lying in because I ain't getting no hour and a half into that shit. I will try it again one day, though, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, after yeah, he watches Inception. Anyways. Don't send me death threats on Twitter. Do. Well, Death let's talk about your mail. number two, let Chris. Them know you know his address. Oh, really? Okay. I'll send him your address since you try to be funny. <laughs> right? Chris, your number two and my number two, I believe, are the exact same. You know, are, is it have from, my address. It's going to be okay. some singing at Flower From 2004. Okay. Does your man have the itch? Absolutely. I heard he likes crack, too, don't he? Can he Maybe count a little his bit money? of H. Can, can he count his money? Does, how does, he, does he like to feel on wrists? Okay. I was about to say, do we know how to pull a bad chick? You know, I fried some chicken in the dark. Okay. And then it had one of my favorite scenes telling Regina King to hit the road, Jack. Don't you come back no more. Did it have a great rendition of Georgia? Wait, I just Georgia. realized what happened. And you going to call that in the dark? Yeah, and they was frying the chicken in the dark. What are you talking about? <laughs> fried chicken. Quincy walks in and is like, nigga, what are you doing? It's dark in here. And he's like, nigga, I can't see. What does it matter if I'm frying chicken in the dark or not? Frying chicken <laughs> in the dark, my nigga said. Like the literal the dark. Man. He not can do anything in the dark. dark. He can do it in the light. Exactly. <laughs> but the point was, Quincy still walked into that man's house in the in the movie and was like, nigga, you grilling, you frying chicken in the dark? And Ray was like, nigga, everything is dark to me. The question is, nigga, you frying chicken. You can't see. Get away from that stove. I'm hungry. It's like the 40s. What you think I'm finna go get? Like, run through somewhere and pick up some food? Yeah. Hey, Charles. Yes. What a movie, though. Because, like, literally, that's one of those movies where you forgot it was Jamie Foxx. That's how good he was. Hell yeah. And obviously, our all consecutive number one. Also, you forgot that it was who it was because it was that good but yeah this Ray is one of those movies that movie. makes jamie fox one of the biggest enigmas on earth got an awesome movies like this and collateral where he's one of the greatest actors ever and then and there's, there's other like movies that you like oh my god you fucking suck but that's where he took that's what that's when he made the turn because once he started once he did ray and nothing it was like all right and he started doing most of those movies he didn't do none of them really oh he did some stuff. trash this there man check a netflix jamie fox movie out every now and then just he got clear, one star Netflix... Snoop Dogg where he it looked like he did. Oh, okay, it yeah. Weekend. I heard about that one. I didn't see it, but I heard about there it. There was one Jamie Foxx 
Netflix I watched that was pretty tight. Then there's one vampire one that I hear is You didn't ridiculous. like him in Annie? I liked him in Tyrone. Oh, Black Annie? I don't Yeah. know. I haven't watched it. Because, you know. With him and uh old girl from uh From Neighbors? Beast of the Wild What was or Tyrone whatever. called? Clavon Janae Wallace, I believe. Yeah, but what was the name? Rose, what's the name? Rose? But now let's get to the real number Yeah. one. Okay. Numero uno, everybody knows what our number one is. It's unquestionable. This is top You've been bamboozled. 20 movie of all time. So how, how 1992. could it not be number one? Red Book. Already this month, we already said what our favorite scene was. Let us try. So now I want us to say, what's the scene you could have deal without? One of the top three greatest movies of all time. The scene I don't you could need do as without? much. I don't need as much red and Spike, whatever his fucking character's name is, at the beginning of the movie. That's what I could do without some of that extendedness. I'm going to say the same thing I said about many a Spike Lee movie, and I love you, Spike. I could have did without the ending with the kids standing up and saying they Malcolm X. All right, I am Malcolm Michael. X. Yeah, I could do without that. Yeah, but uh, hey, white people got an I am Spartacus moment. Why can't we have one? You know? I don't want it. Nah, that resonates with me. What could Chris, you do how about without, you? Chris? What were you what Man, would you what get out? scene could I do without? Golly. It's tough, ain't it? It's a great movie. I, I like having those kind of exercises. What can we cut? When they're at the barbershop getting their And hair I dyed. wouldn't want to cut no red. The the You first just like touch. just cut the the first scene where get a your guy hands has their out hair. of my pocket moment. I don't know. Oh, the false finish? And I don't want to get rid of the scene where, because the first thing that came in my head is when he saw, saw the white chick, but I'm like, I don't want to get rid of that scene. That scene No. was funny. As I'm saying, there are moments where you're like, oh, I'd get rid of this because, but then you're like, no, but that moment's too good. It's why would I, I don't, I need this. I need this to be in here. It's funny. So, You don't any need kids scene, from around the probably world saying any they scene Malcolm with Elijah X. Muhammad because he was pissing me off at that movie. Oh, as opposed Wow, to real man. life, you know Especially what I mean? Wow, the one man. where he was damn near on his deathbed when he went to go holler when he was trying to exile him. I was like, excommunicate me, mother. Rest Excommunicate in peace, the Honorable these nuts. Elijah Muhammad. Don't say that. Let's move on to some honorable mentions. Reg, what you got? Honorable mentions. 42. Antoine Fisher. Talk to me. And the last king of Scotland. Okay, Thank you, that's Reg. a sleeper. I appreciate you listing. Those last three were the three that didn't make my list, but I wrote down. So I appreciate you for bringing all three of them up. Shout out to Forrest Whitaker. Uh, Chris, how about you with honorable mentions you got? And young Professor X. For me. Shout out to the fact that I looked up how Idi I mean really looks. <laughs> it almost felt bad for a dictator for a second. Like, damn, they, Forrest Whitaker fucks you up. I was about to say, do they even look alike? Because I don't know if I really looked Idiot up means Idi I mean. dark as shit, just to be clear. Yeah, if Like, Forrest Whitaker put on blackface like a motherfucker, we ain't gonna stud. He put on blackface. But anyways, Chris, what I got you got? Judas and the Black Messiah. I got Ali. I got Hidden Figures. I got 42. And Straight Outta Compton. Okay, nice, nice, nice. I have American Gangster, Black Klansman, The Pursuit of Happiness, The Temptations, shout out the TV movie, and last but not least, we went and saw it in theaters, well, me and Dad did, I'm sorry, Notorious, Yuck. you know, the Biggie movie, No. so put Yuck. that on there, No, I can't Eyes on do screen. it.
I was surprised awesome. my list had it high. I was like, no. Hey, me and dad enjoyed it. It was cool. I'm, Mom, that ain't no mashed potatoes. Like, <laughs> wow. I ain't oh. watched the Tupac movie because the tourists won't let me down. I was like, I don't even yeah. want to touch the Tupac movie. You know, I'll tell you what I'll let you down. The final say. The final say. It's the final say. The final say. So say it. Nice. So my, I have one quick comment and a statement. My first thing though is, uh, I did listen. You know, twenty one twenty one. I listened to the tape. As okay. Y'all kept saying, and I would say it's actually it's quite enjoyable, thoroughly oh, enjoyable. Yeah. I would say for me, what I'm bumping most initially off listens is Sneaky and the oh, Nina. Yes. Gotta listen to those. Yes. Those are the ones. Oh, okay. Be Every time we leak, yeah. it'd be Sneaky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah. oh, my girls are hot. I think right now. Uh, I think I'm gonna still ride with the Doja Cat. Okay, look at Doja Cat fan. Adley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She reached in the glove box. <laughs> I told her, baby, that's that Nina Simone. Come on now. Those shout are cool. out. Hey, shout out to Sneaky. Shout out to Red Row. Shout out to NHIE. Shout out to Nina with Travis Scott. Shout out to Prove It with Summer Walker. And then what's my Josie track? We've been fired. Should have worried about it. Yes, yeah, sure. Yeah, so many choices. Man. It's a good ass tape. It might be at the end of the year. We might be talking. Sneaky is the one. Sneaky is the one though. Because once he started rapping, he was like, mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Oh, I, I think isn't it Sneaky the one? Even where, the song yes. Young Thug is throw. I'm trying to remember if it's Sneaky or if it's Sneaky. Which song is it where he has the uh what's he say? Uh I can't remember what the first part is, but he's like, uh, it's red, white, and blue American. Or something like let's say I'm red, white, and blue. American will murk you too, or something like that. Like talking about, I was like, that's a good ass line, but I, I can't remember exactly what he say. Oh man, say but, you touch me, houseway. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> houseway. But uh, what I wanted to also say though is a statement. I want to talk about AEW is actually getting quite good lately. The storylines are improving. There's still some duds here or there, but that's the, actual, the problem. <clears throat> the actual there's duds in, in WWE. It's too the many good, people on the roster. The good thing I enjoy is there's actually good storylines building. We'll have a pay-per-view that we'll talk about next week or whatever that they actually have been building the storylines for all of the matches through TV. It's been getting better. The women's division is getting stronger. And can you imagine when we're going to have Osprey, Okada, Camille, Mercedes Monet? We're so they can waste them. On top, like more they wasted more Jay White. Just to be clear, Jay White is chilling like a villain right now because Juice like is they hurt. They keep wasting Warlow. They about to waste Warlow again. Homie, they're setting up the acclaimed. How many and times the have you said that Warlow is next? Warlow had a great fucking promo on Dynamite. A great promo. Exactly. How doing... many times are you looking forward to it? Yeah, and he's going to clearly face Joe after this match where Joe beats Hangman and Swerve has to I'll believe it when I see it. Well, speaking of, just watch it because it's been great. Let's talk they about just set me up to root for Wardlow so many times. Yeah, you're not wrong. They absolutely love doing it. And then when Wardlow wins the title, they're going to have Wardlow turn on Adam Cole like Batista, and we're going to have to do it all over again that way. They started Dynamite great. last night. I hate to extend this, but they started Dynamite last night with one of the greatest matches of the year. 
And then they proceeded to make us watch wrestlers that they should not. After that, it's like, what are we doing? Why are these niggas on the roster when you got Claudio giving his heart and soul? Like, okay. People on, on in fairness, on. people online were like, man, Cash is out here wrestling like this might be the last match of his career. Because you know, there's I mean he's just gonna get probation, but his court case is going to trial at some point. So, you know, Cash is out here putting him work. But Khalid, yeah, my doing great say. with House of Black. Let's talk about Perth, Australia. Okay. I want from y'all the four predictions for the Elimination Chamber. Thank God for Triple H. We're getting back to the good pay-per-views where matches get a long time, but it ain't a thousand of them. Back to Reggie's enjoyment where the pay-per-view heyday, starts we get, when he wakes up. We getting up. all the shit I like. We getting stables. <laughs> we getting the 5 a.m. start We getting monsters. Time. I hope we get a squash match. We'll see. What time does it start? What time does it start? Four, our time. Is it? Do you think there's gonna be cash in? No. You don't think Absolutely Damien's not. gonna cash in? I hope not. Cashing in think, at four in the morning. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think it's a good idea. But we got the men's elimination chamber. I myself, of course, have Drew McIntyre. Who's all in it? That's what I was wondering if I need to look up. Yes, please look up men's and women's so I can know. I figured you wouldn't. Do you know I don't top. know. Niggas don't never know it off top. Okay. In the men's chamber, we got Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, Bobby Lashley, L.A. Knight, Kevin Owens, and Logan Paul. And the winner of the chamber gets to challenge Seth Rollins for the title? Seth Rollins. I said Drew McIntyre. I'm going to go with Randall Keith. Okay, Randall, Randall, Keith. Because what's he going to do at WrestleMania if not challenge Seth Rollins? Drew's been killing it, though. His hater game is phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah. Put me down. Randall could get Logan Paul at the WrestleMania. That's a good match for Logan. Oh, actually, Logan and Randall could work out, and then that way Drew could have – that. Would, I could see that. That could work Put out. Put you down for who, Chris? Drew. Okay. I could see your argument though about that dude's Randy been campaigning tough on social. Everybody. But my thought I'm is that you, man, my he thought, been turning up, turning my all thought the way up. and argument has still and constantly. Oh, oh, I think maybe they'll do Cena and Orton at WrestleMania because I've been thinking this whole time. La Knight's taking Logan's title at WrestleMania. That makes so that's sense. why. That's why I'm thinking Randy because what's he going to do? But if Randy can do John Cena, which is what Randy's been wanting, and Cena wants a retirement match, then that could actually end up working out. But After the Rumble, I made a joke that I thought Logan Paul was full time until Mania did. It wasn't a joke. This nigga's been at every SmackDown. It's weird. Doesn't he have a full time job? <laughs> no, it says the podcast. This is oh, his okay. full time job. I thought he was like an actor on the show. He used to be, and then he stopped doing that and has been podcasting and getting money from teenagers that way forever. So now the women's elimination chamber. Who's in? We it? got Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, Liv Morgan. Naomi, Tiffany Stratton, and Raquel Rodriguez. And, and Raquel Lynch. Raquel replaced The, winner, the winner goes on to fight the winner later match, but let's just say Rhea. Okay. <laughs> so uh, it's got to be Becky, right? It has to be Becky. You know who I, I got really Becky, for. man. I thought Becky was going to win the Rubble to fight Rhea. So now I told I you that was Bailey. Yeah, I well, told I you that was Bailey. I thought Bailey was going to so. win this to fight EO, but they did it the opposite way around. Yeah, 
which has been great because the storyline they're building with Dakota, you know, missing Bailey and hitting uh, Kyrie. It makes I think. sense for or Bailey yeah. to be on her own and be a face with the belt while they Cobra Kai over there with three Japanese <laughs> women and Dakota. Yeah, although I think Dakota might, who knows, she might stay with Bailey. She might say, turn face too. Who's to say? Regardless, Becky has to win. Because I got Becky. Chris, you got I Becky. Oh, come love, on, man. Oh, I rock with. I love everybody else in the match. And they obviously replaced uh, Jade with Raquel Rodriguez when they realized they couldn't have Jade win this match. So yeah. that's why. There's Becky no reason for up. Jade to be in this match if she's going to lose it. She has to lose. So I think, but I really, somebody suggested, I heard, that what if they have it be Jade helps Tiffany Stratton fuck with somebody. I can't remember who they picked in the chamber match to like oh Bianca Belair or something. And that way you could set up Jade and Bianca at WrestleMania. But they were they used the Tiffany Stratton as Shawn Michaels and Jade Cargill is Diesel. I'd Cargill. rather have Jade with a talker, like Trish or somebody. Yeah, like give her somebody Jade- that can actually talk. That would be great. Jade Charlotte would have been perfect. It's so Stokely sad. Happened, Charlotte ain't there. Can Charlotte That's just true. come out and talk for her? So now we get Paul? the women's title match. Rhea Ripley. Don't Rhea even Ripley it. versus Nia Jax, where we get the first <laughs> match in Australia with two Australian-born competitors. And one real Australian and one military-born Australian. So Damn. obviously Rhea's winning this. That's how There's you know. Her daddy was in the... Because her daddy was in the military, don't mean that she wasn't born in Australia. No, I'm saying she was born in Australia because her daddy was in the military. She's not Australian. She was born in Australia. There is difference. But I agree. Well, what about the people? Naya has no what chance. About the Germans that was born on base there. They're, that's what I'm, they're all. Um, that's what I'm, my point I'm making to everybody is that you get to be dual citizens. Like, you get to have that right. I'm just saying that, like, she's not a true Australian. Like, Rhea Ripley, who was born and raised and lived their whole fucking life until she left to come be a wrestler. You know what I mean? For the rights of every man. How about the fact that Nia Jax is not in the bloodline? The funny thing, she was on the list. They pointed her out. She was on the thing. They just don't want her in the group hurting people. That's it's just weird because she's related by marriage. Like she's not actually. Hey, how she do they probably keep whoop counting all, her? She could probably whoop all of them too, can't she? Man, that's a they big counter. Nia's on the list. They had Daniel Garcia from AEW on the list with the bloodline. You know, that's Ava Rain's mom. You didn't He's know technically that? the Rock's mom's niece, but not through. Yeah, it's complicated. It's <laughs> it is marriage. complicated. It, anyways, what's the men's match? Then we got the undisputed tag titles. Oh. Judgment Day versus British Strong Style. Chris don't even know who British Strong Style is. What? He done. And Tyler Bay. Y'all already know who I got. Judgment Day. Because I don't even know who the hell these people are. I got Judgment Day, too. Who's the third one they're missing? Oh, Trent Seven is who they're missing. That's true British Strong Styles. Trent Seven, Tyler Bay, and Pete Dunne. They must have been on uh, The answer is the Judgment Day is winning because the Judgment Day and Awesome Truth are facing each other for the tag titles at WrestleMania. So that's the answer is Judgment Day are winning. Yeah, and Finn and Damien. And I think that story is where Damien is going to fail. He's going to try to cash in on one of these Raws and the Awesome Truth is going to fuck it up. Ah, uh, 
How do you think they're going to get out of it? Well, they keep claiming that since Seth is hurt, he can't challenge because he's not medically cleared. And everybody's like, homie, Edge would have went to the hospital and like with a referee and beat that nigga in the hospital for the title. What are you talking about? Like, but they're like, well, can Damien then argue that he could be able to hold on to the briefcase even past money in the bank because he was unable to challenge for the title for so long? Who's to say? I think our truth has to fuck it up for him somehow. I think that, like he'll open the briefcase and there won't be a contract in it. Our truth will have like taken the contract somehow and he'll cash in the contract with the Miz for the tag match or something. That would be <laughs> fucking great. Okay, Chris, what's your final say? My final say has to do with some of the most one of the most ridiculous things I saw on Earth that I sent to y'all earlier on our Twitter. 32 minutes of extra time in a GD soccer game? Are you freaking kidding me? They said me? the lights went out. <laughs> I don't care what went out. 32 minutes? What God, you gonna oh, do? That's not that bad. I didn't understand what they meant when they said you got conquered calf. Does it does it happen a lot in the? You have to watch football, Americas. That's like, yeah, that's like, well, I don't know what term you say. Like, uh, like what's the team that like when they when they hate on top? They're like, oh, no, 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 The best example I can think of is it's uh Shockatrophic or you know yeah you got because. Cause only only Concacaf you see some bullshit like that, so that's why they say you big Concacaf. Cause it's always some bullshit that happens in there. But I I just wanted to bring that up real quick. But honestly, my main topic is enough of this All Star Game bullshit. Thank Stop you. See this slam dunk contest y'all want to see every year. We don't want to see that bullshit no more. You need better judges. You need better dunkers. You can't get them. Shut the shit down. If you the don't, best dunkers. Don't make the league, though. You see these dunk contests on YouTube. These niggas do crazy okay, dunks. Well get them. And then get they terrible at basketball. Get them to do it then. But don't give me this G-Ligger that comes up here every two years or every year because he's white and dunking. Ooh! Enough. Then you get people like Derrick Jones Jr. who proved in the college dunk contest that he can go between the legs twice. Then in the NBA said he don't want to get the dunk contest. He don't want to risk injury. What are you in the NBA for? Get the fucking contest. I thought he won. This is what you here for. I thought he won one. Yeah, but he stopped. I can't fault somebody if they give us at least one and you win it. That's acceptable at least. I'll fault you. You Kobe has one win. Look, don't stop. Kobe had one win. The three-point contest is the best part now of Saturday night. They can make the skills a little bit better. (laughs) But it shouldn't be that long. But, Chris, we've been saying the same thing since the 90s. The main event at an all-star competition should be one-on-ones. Or it should be yeah. like three a four-man three, one-on-one, one-on-one tournament. One-on-one to, one to seven. Something like that is beautiful. If you could even, give me, yeah. Even horse would be better than this shit. Yeah, if they say, oh, we don't want people to get hurt. Well, okay, fine. Then horse, yeah, like you said, that would be much better at least. That's better people than be the skills competition, watching us pass through a hole. I would, my skills thing, I would rather have the skills competition genuinely be come out here and do like if it was soccer just come out here and R- ronaldinho all over the fl- like place just do some like crazy shit thing, the skills competition don't bother me as much for an opener just it shouldn't be that long <laughs> yeah like, i only see you shaloming while dribbling that's an actual practice drill you know, I, I, love rather have you Steph, I love how Stefan went against sabrina let's see more of the nwa versus wnba stuff go ahead and bring them in yeah 
Well, yeah, bring uh, in some WNBA All Stars and have a straight street game where y'all just line everybody up and y'all start picking people. A good All Star actual game to put some embarrassment in it to make these niggas work hard is to pick an All Star team of twelve dudes and then let twelve people that's not in the league on the other team. So be in college. Be not in the oh, like, no what, what was that TV show used to come on Spike TV? Pros, Pros versus, versus Joes. Come on now. So they could be college. They could be retired. You know what I mean? Be in the big three or something. And let them niggas go against the All-Stars. What do you think let's about, watch these niggas what do you think about they want to get beat by Joe Johnson. What do you think about Wilbon that keeps pushing uh, USA versus the world like how hockey used to do? I think it's, I think they won't care. Did you see? Yoga to doctors did not fucking care about oh that my game. God. Hey, I listened to international the international players don't care. I listened to the low person today with him and Malika Andrews talking. They was talking about how Luca. You could tell uh, Luca and, and Jokic do not care if they did the uh, USA versus the world. They should be the coaches of the team since they have so much fun. Let them be the coaches, give them a twelve pack, and let them sit back and just coach the team since they. They said the coach gave Jokic the board, like drop a play, and this nigga. During the timeout, got on the board and drew a smiley face. It was a joke to him. They got, like, these niggas don't care. And the funniest part is, I heard Anthony Edwards said he was only shooting left-handed. Yes. He Did didn't want to use that? his real shot during the All-Star game. I didn't yes. watch that game. Well, it was, I, I watched, know about the game, but he was doing that in the skills competition. We watched the intros, which also sucked. Can we go back to y'all coming in one by one and doing dance-offs? Like, yeah, actually, was cool. I was cool. It was like, it was just, hey, what's up? Oh, the I'm fact, here. The fact that they said, the, the fact that the TV said 7 o'clock and then somebody was like, why is this game starting at 7.45? I was like, what do you mean the game is starting at 7.45? My TV says 7. And showing up, 45 minutes of bullshit. But we watched the intros and then turned the TV. To I did not watch halftime. I checked yes. out pretty much once I once they almost had a hundred points by halftime. I was like, I'm done. Oh, the, it's just it, it's un unwatchable. It, there's no defense. There's no incentive. Baseball is my last hope, and I hope they don't mess that up. But also, I swear to God, what you should do? Game, how would you feel if Luka would have got hurt? Oh no, that's what I'm saying. What you should do is instead you should list everybody that's the All Star, and then the All Star game should just be all the people that like are about to get bought out or you know are like just trying to see if they can get picked up by somebody or you know are my thing that, is like, if they really don't want to be out. there if they don't want to be there just get rid of them let them announce they all stars and then do that futures game on sunday i'd rather do that man don't waste my time you know. out here though and i like horse Adam's, i like one-on-one i like it yeah. all man i like yeah. Silver. Yeah, point, make, the them, make them do skills competitions then on the sundays like the one people could do like the other people can do the ones on saturday and then on sunday make them do stuff that like you said, just Adam. make Sunday a, a big ass three point contest. Like let yeah. twenty niggas get into it. Yeah. Incorporate other things too if you wanted to. Like on the like actual running and shooting on the dribble, go to the back, hit these other spots. I think though. Oh, I'm sorry. What I'm saying is Adam Silver said they're getting rid of the G League Ignite because now NIL exists. So why the fuck do these kids need to come to the G League and make no money? Just go to college and get paid. Yeah. It still don't stop the one and done rule though. No, but they said it, the G League, like the G League night accommodations, was way worse than the top power programs. Like places you could go when you play for Kentucky is way better than where you was going when you play for the Ignite. Like that's fucked up. I should have the best apartment if I play for Ignite. 
It shouldn't be worse than a Kentucky dorm room. Right. But they're like, no, homie, you're getting like $40,000 a year. Enjoy it. And like, some of these cities are big and I can't fucking pay for something there. Let's get on out of here. Appreciate y'all hanging out with us. I'm going to make this quick. Like, comment, subscribe, rate, review, and all that good stuff. Find me at Playmaker316 on Instagram and Twitter. Find me on Happy No 3 Jams, 3 to 7, Monday through Friday on the Playmaker Show. KPRS.com is the website. Happy No 3 Jams is the app. And this Rich, aka Rich, exclamation point. You can find me at livefromthis.com for the music and livefromthat.com for the merch. It's your boy Thomas, aka Stimpy, and you can find me at Stimpy is King. And more importantly, you can always find me and Hellum doing our thing over at Unqualified. And we're doing some loose stuff. You know, recently we did a movie, we watched a movie called uh, Dog Soldiers with uh, Liam, uh, what's his name? Davos from Game of Thrones and some other people. It's about Scottish soldiers in the woods that run into werewolves. You know, it's a, you know, as you do. It's a surprisingly actually a decent movie, but it is for a while. Next week, we'll be doing this crazy thing. It's a little movie that we talk about incessantly on this podcast. I think Reg might want to lead into it. What are we covering next week, Reg? Next week, five greatest movies of all time. I mean, is there a heart? You can't get it because you ain't got it. <laughs> you know, well, hey, Chris, when are his office hours? From nine to five. Just a young boy still playing with my toys hanging out with the guys until I realize. Well, that's what we're doing next week, so come check that out. Chris, let's get on out of here. Yes, sir. Don't forget about the email too. Stimpsaneasy at gmail.com. Stimpsane on Twitter. Stimpsaneasy on Instagram, eh? And on that note, go Mavs and peace, baby. <laughs> that sad ass horse, though. We need to work on that. <laughs>